Hello everyone. I want to welcome you to Catfish Weekly, episode 28. Uh, we might be experiencing a little bit of uh, technical difficulties here, so um, to get started, I want to make sure if you guys will give me just a minute to see if people can hear me, uh, because for some reason Chuck is having a problem uh, hearing me. I can hear him just fine, but um, I'm going to be kind of quiet here and ask if people are hearing me, so give me one second. Is having a problem. Uh, nope, they can hear me on here. Okay. Um, unfortunately, I don't know what we're going to do since uh, Chuck can't hear me. I'm probably just going to have to do a lot of the show uh, myself. But, uh, all right, today we're going to be talking a lot about hooks. Um, I've done, it's going to be a little bit difficult. What I'm going to do is I'm going to actually take my webcam and pull it down and show you uh, the paper that I have and show you uh, what I'm talking about on the hooks. Uh, we're going to talk about the different styles of hooks, what all they have. Um, basically just a not a preference for us, not a not a com brand comparison, more of a style comparison. Um, I've got a bunch of different types of hooks. What they're good, it's gonna. I'm gonna tell you a little bit about what they're good for. Um, yeah, Chuck, I can. Uh, I'm gonna mute Chuck because they say they can hear him breathing, but. I'll just go ahead and mute him. All right, good deal. Uh, unfortunately, like I said, Chuck can't hear me, so I'm probably going to have to do a lot of this show myself. Um, he might be able. I don't know if he's in the chat or not. If if he is, he can get in there and talk a little bit. But uh, the first hook we're going to start off with is a bait holder hook, and I'm going to bring the camera down here, and we're going to show you the bait holder hook. All right. Now, a bait holder hook, you can see the two barbs right here on the back. That is basically to help hold live bait on. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about the bait holder hook. It's a J-style hook uh, with barbs on the shaft to help keep bait like night crawlers and mealworms on the hook. Uh, with that style of hook, uh, a hook set is required. So that means the standard, you know, pulling the pulling the rod up and setting a hook on a fish uh, for a bait holder hook. Like I said, that's that style of hook is good for night crawlers. Uh, most bait holder books uh, hooks are going to have the barbs on the shaft that are going to help hold the bait onto the hook. Um, our next hook is a treble hook. I'm going to show you the treble hook. And you can see this is a big treble hook here. The treble hook, it's a single shaft leading down. Wow. 
It's a, it's a single shaft leading down and splitting into three hooks. Even though it has three hooks, it's still only considered one hook in le legality issues or um, for lures and things. Uh, depending on your state laws, um, you're only allowed so many hooks per line that you have out. Uh, treble hooks are considered one hook, even though there is three hooks on it. Uh, I believe in all the states. If I'm if I'm mistaken, you can feel free to correct me um, on the on the chat or in, on the um, Catfish Weekly page or or group. Just let us know. But I do believe in all states that it's considered one hook. Um, the hook is best used for baits like chicken livers um, or sponges or dip bait, like for dip bait holders. Um, for catfishing, that's a lot of what the treble hook is used for. Um, that hook also requires a hook set, uh, the the standard hook set of pulling the pulling the rod back. Um, the next hook is a J hook. I'll show you that. We'll go right there and back it up a little bit. That's your standard J hook. If you notice, it's got. It's not really. doing much for the uh, for the image there it wasn't clearing up but anyway the J hook is a standard hook it's been used since the beginning of time pretty much it's got its name from looking like the letter J also some call it the the jerk hook uh, it's designed to go in the fish's mouth easily and catch when coming back out uh, you can use about any style of bait um, it requires again the standard uh, hook set action. Uh, the only problem with a gut hook is it is uh, not really intended as a catch and release style hook for the most part because there is more uh, ratio for gut hooking fish with a J hook. So uh, the J hook also has, if you notice the eye on that, the eye was uh, completely in line with the shaft. Uh, it's not a bent eye or anything like that. Um, the next one is an octopus hook. Now, if you look at the octopus hook and the J hook side by side there, really the only difference is that eye is bent on an octopus hook. But the octopus hook, um, it's basic. It should basically always be tied and not snelled to avoid uh, the high ratio of gut hooks. Uh, the difference between snelling and tying a knot is when you tie the knot above the eye onto the line itself that is that is a tied knot and then a snell um, is where you actually tie the the knot around the the hook shaft itself uh, some hooks do better when they're snelled other hooks do better when they're tied um, the octopus style hook uh, as far as the research that I've done shows that it has a better hook set ratio when tied and not snelled the next hook is a Team Catfish Super J, or also known as like a Big River, a Super J Big River hook. Now, now on that, you notice that the design of it, there's a long, well, my camera moved on me. There's a long sweeping action and it almost, you know, to where it gives a lot longer of a, a pocket in the gap. And that is for hooking larger baits. 
Now, it has a unique design specifically for targeting large catfish. It has a sharper bend at the bottom that helps to hold the larger baits, live and cut. Uh, this hook, again, requires a standard hook set, so the, the standard action of a hook set. Um, this is sold by Team Catfish, um, and you can probably get them in like the Bass Pros and things like that. Uh, the next hook is a circle hook. A circle hook, and you got you know, I know I don't have the greatest handwriting and all that, but <laughs> it's on there. Circle hook basically comes straight down. This is, I believe, a Bass Pro. And what will happen with a circle hook is this point will come all the way back around and face this shaft. That's what a circle hook does. And see what I wrote down here. Circle hooks are hooks where the point will bend inward directly toward the shaft. The design of the hook, the, 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 the design of the hooks were to help to prevent gut hooking and for catch and release fishermen. This design also proved to work well with allowing fish to hook themselves without the traditional hook set needed. In fact, a hook set with the circle hook will actually cause will cause a lot of missed hookups. The hook design requires more of a reel down action uh, when the rod has loaded up. And what loaded up means is when you're sitting there and that fish has pretty much got that rod just burying down, you'll reel down on it about four or five times or three times, you know, real real hard. And what that's supposed to do is just help set that hook in the corner of the mouth and, and keep that fish on that uh, on that hook. Um, this hook design has a significant increase in lip hooked fish when snelled versus tied. And the, again, the only difference in the octopus circle and the circle hook is in the eye. Uh, on the octopus, an octopus hook is a bent eye, and I'll show you that here in a second. Uh, both the octopus and the octopus circle, or I'm sorry, both the circle and the octopus circle <coughs> are um, good, good for about any type of bait, but Again, that's a circle right there. And the only difference between that and the octopus circle right here, like the Gamagatsu, is that eye. You can see that the eye is bent on this, and it's not bent on the circle hook. Both of them have the bend in the, in the point that are going to point right back towards the shaft. And... I'm going to go ahead and just leave this here. The next hook that I have is a kale hook. And I'm going to get to questions uh, about the different hooks and things that I already have and then any that you guys might have at the end of the episode here. But uh, the next hook is being a kale hook. And this is a kale hook right here. And you can see it has a long sweeping sort of design to it with a larger space in the, in the, in the gap from there to there on the hook and then also from here to here. Um, put that back up there for a second. And the kale hook, uh, 
for for many people, the kale hook is a uh, it's a live bait hook. Uh, a lot of people like to use it for for live bait only. Um, they also like to have uh, the bait or the rod with a kale hook in their hand or locked down in a rod holder if it's in a rod holder. They'll, they don't like to use uh, clickers or free spool uh, with a kale hook. Because of the design of it, it does require the standard hook set action. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> so you do have to set the hook. You got to do the standard hook set action with a kale hook. Um, again, like I said, that's a, it's it can be used with cut bait. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people that use it that way as well. Um, but a lot of people use them more for live bait than they do the cut bait. Uh, the next hook is the original double action book. This is the Charlie Brown. This is a Charlie Brown hook. And the Charlie Brown is the original hybrid between a circle hook and a kale. Um, this style gives a lot of the benefits of each one, allowing for a double action hook set. You can do a traditional hook set with the Pulling the rod back, uh, or you can allow, or you can uh, also just do the reel down hooks, hook set on it, like I described earlier with the circle hooks. So you can kind of do either way with the Charlie Brown hook. Um, it, it's designed also for the lip hooking and preventing uh, the gut hooks, and works better snelled than tied. Uh, again, it's this type of hook. Being the the cross between a circle and a kale, uh, can use any type of bait, live bait, cut bait. Um, I find it, it works really well. Just about you know any size of bait too you're using. Just to, I mean you're always going to want to go with the size hook that is for the size of fish that you're going after. But the last hook that I have is the Team Catfish Double Action, and I'll show that to you again. Now, when you look at it next to the Charlie Brown, you'll probably notice a couple difference, a couple differences there. But that is a Team Catfish double action. And I'll tell you a little bit about that hook. Team Catfish double action is based off of the Charlie Brown uh, hook. Team Catfish just changed the design slightly to give them what they felt would be a perfect. Charlie Brown hook for car for catfishing. <laughs> now the the changes were not the changes were between the double action and the Charlie Brown were not as an elongated bend at the bottom with a straight area before the bend in towards the shaft and the eye is not bent. And I can show you what I'm saying there between these two. You can see on the Charlie Brown, it's got a long sweeping motion, and then the hook comes back up. All still sort of in, trying to get that straight for you, but there's no straight section here. It's one continual bend all the way around, and then the eye up here is bent on a Charlie Brown hook. Now when you look at the double action, the bend is not as drastic as a as the Charlie Brown and then it actually stops and straightens one straight side right here and then bends in towards the shaft. 
and then the difference in the eye being a, a straight eye, not a turned up or turned down eye. So as far as all the hooks that I have here, these are most of the hooks that people use. I'm, I'm sure there's different name brands and things um, that are out there that people use, uh, Trocar and, and other, you know, uh, Eagle Claw. It's not really a name brand sort of thing that we're trying to, to help you guys with. This one is more of just the types of hooks and what, what they're kind of best used for in the situations. Um, so the next thing I was going to talk a little bit about is the gauge. Um, I can show you on here. We've got a lot of different gauges. I'm going to pull back a little bit. You can see this gauge here. You really want to pick the gauge that is going to be best fit for the fish that you're fishing for. I, I've, I've fished with these giant hooks here before, and I felt that even with the big giant fish that were 50, 60, 70 pounds, these were just too thick of a gauge to get a really decent hook set for my liking. Um, this hook here, I don't remember if it's a demon circle or like a mustad or I'm not sure what type it is. This is a little bit thinner of a gauge than what this is. And it, this one to me is alright. It's still a little bit thick. Um, you know, I, I, I really like the thickness on the double action. I really like the thickness on the Charlie Brown. The, uh, the gauge is what I mean by the thickness. There's a lot of personal preference for people on the gauge of a hook. So, again, like I said, find out what you feel comfortable with. If you feel like it's, if, if you're not getting a real deep hook set on a, on a fish, um, it could be ha having to do with the gauge of the hook. It might not be for what you're doing. If you're setting a hook or you're reeling down on it or whatever, and you're and you're, for whatever reason you get a fish in and you're starting to see, you know, that hook's not pulling all the way through a lip or whatever it is, you might want to try going down, try to find a hook that's a little less of a gauge uh, than what you're currently using and see if that helps pull that hook all the way through them them uh, catfish mouths. Um, inline and offset is the last thing that I'm going to talk about for for what I have for this segment. Really, it's a uh, inline and, and offset has to do with when you look when you look down a hook. It's it might be really hard to see, but you look straight down a hook. You'll see that it's the hook itself is not in line with the shaft. It's actually bent outwards. That's an offset hook. I'll try to pull it that way and see if you can see it a little better too. You can sort of see there. It's not straight in line with that shaft so it's an offset hook. If it's in line with that shaft that's an inline hook. Now in, in the difference of them basically there's a lot of people that have their own opinions on it. There's a lot of people that say a offset and a circle hook completely defeats the purpose of the circle hook. Um, there's people that swear that the offset will will help with increased catch ratios. Uh, that's something that 
you again need to take yourself and pretty much just experiment with it. Decide whether or not you like an offset uh, or you like an inline. I, I myself have used a lot of offsets. I haven't used a lot of inline hooks, um, but I'm definitely going to be starting to use some to see what what I think of them myself. So give me one second. I'm going to check, check some of the, the chat here and see Okay, I'm just seeing if I have any other questions, and I think uh, Chuck said he might just go ahead and, and bounce out of here because he's not able to hear me at all and really can't participate much. And, and I forgot to tell you guys, Lyle, he's having te technical difficulties. I think he his, his internet is out at his house, and he wasn't able to make it tonight, so I'm you know, we were hoping it was just going to be, or not hoping, but we were, we were going to have it would just be. be ugh, I can't talk tonight. We're going to have it be just me and Chuck. Uh, but for whatever reason, Chuck can't. He's never been able to hear me, so it's kind of just been me. <laughs> so, some of the questions that I had um, when I posted up the um, topic for the show last week and throughout this week and stuff, um, Bo Brockman said how important is gap width on circle hooks for big blues um, I think what uh, what it has more to do with the gap needs to have to do with what size baits you're using and how you're hooking them um, pretty much you want if you're targeting large fish you're going to want a little bit bigger of a gap but you don't have to go um, too huge. I mean, like like the, the the gauge and stuff. Once you go to a bigger gap, you might be going up in gauges as well. Uh, and if you go up in gauges, you know, you, again, you might have problems. So you got to find that that perfect uh, mixture of gauge versus um, gap width. You know, there's going to be a lot of different styles. Um, the gap width does play a role. I mean, you definitely want to have enough space for a fish to get that in there. Um, he also asked the proper way to hook bait such as skipjack heads. Um, with circle hooks a lot of people make a mistake of hooking bait too deep. Uh, with, with skipjack heads I myself like to hook through the bottom lip um, or even shad heads or anything like that you want to hook in a way where you're not creating too much area inside of the bend of the hook. And let me try to show you what I mean. I wouldn't want to put a piece of bait that took up that much of the inside of this hook. Because that fish really needs to get a lot of this hook into its mouth in order for it to really grab a hold. So the more of this gap that you have filled up with bait, the less of a more of a chance you're going to miss the hook set. So what you want to do is try to get the the hook or the bait just down in here as, as lightly as you can or as thin as you can, but yet still have it on there in a decent, um, you know, decent way so it ain't going to come off. So you want to have your bait 
just down on the bottom of that hook for a circle hook. And that's so that fish can come up there and grab and get a lot of that hook right there into its mouth and turn and hook in the corner of the mouth. And I'm trying to read on the chat here. We got a few people asking some things before I go on to some of these other ones. Um, some people are talking about they've had good luck with the inline circles. Um, they've missed the hook sets on takedowns. They offset them and had better luck. Uh, again, I, I, this is all everybody's personal preference. Um, Heath, uh, Heath Malone asks in chat, when fishing circle hooks, would you use a J-hook or another circle as a stinger? Uh, I would use, and I have used, um, just another circle hook as the stinger hook. Uh, I, don't, I don't change the hook style up for any reason uh, for a stinger hook. So, and D. Parsons says he thinks the inlines were originally designed for saltwater billfish. A lot of catfish hooks, a lot of the a lot of the styles and the designs that we use in catfishing were all originated for saltwater fishing. Uh, so, you know, the circle hooks, all that kind of stuff, that was all I believe designed for saltwater fishing, and, and we've adapted, you know, and tried to make do with what we can for. Um, for uh, catfish. Even though catfish is a huge industry and everything, really there's not a lot of companies that have went out and done any research and, and really tried to, to design things specifically for catfish. I mean, Team Catfish is one. It's one of the reasons why I use some of their um, hooks in this demonstration because they're about the only company that I know of that, that really has a catfish-specific targeted hook. Um, the next question also, Bo Brockman says, using bait clickers with circle hooks. Um, there are some people, and it's going to depend on the structure that you're fishing. So if you're fishing a, a hole that has a lot of wood, a lot of structure, you're fishing um, most likely then at that point, if you're fishing with, like I said, a lot of structure in a hole and everything, you probably wouldn't want to have clickers on. Uh, a lot of, especially for flatheads, if you're flathead fishing uh, in a lot of debris and a lot of wood or anything like that, what it, what that fish is going to do is is take that bait and immediately try to get back into a hole or under a log or wherever they were at before. And if they do that because your clicker's on, then They've pretty much immediately increased their chances of of getting broke off, you know, getting away, getting broke off. Um, you definitely want to have with circle hooks. I've done it, you know, out on lakes that I know um, pretty well. I know there's not a ton of structure on, and I'm fishing the channel cats or whatnot. I'll, I'll put my clickers on and I'll let the fish run a little bit, and then I'll just turn the clicker over, or I'll turn the the spool over so that way it locks down and then pretty much the action of that fish running with a circle hook in its mouth you don't really need to do the reel down in that scenario uh, for the most part when you turn that clicker over or when yeah when you turn the clicker off and, and lock down the spool just that that momentum of that fish running will pull that hook into the corner of the mouth and, and hook them 
pretty much uh, right away. So in that scenario, um, I do use clickers with circle hooks. I have done it. Anytime I was fishing for flathead or in a lot of cover, I would not have a clicker on. I'd lock it down um, for that. We have, we have about three more questions, I believe. Robert Heineman says, when I use a big lively bluegill with J-hook, should I use a clicker or not? And if I do, how long do I let them run? Or should I set the hook immediately? Um, sort of the same thing with what I was just talking about. Uh, big lively bluegill with a J-hook. With a J-hook, I would probably never... Or I probably... Yeah. I don't know if I would lock down a rod then. Uh, again, I think if you're... If you're using a big lively bluegill, you're most likely flathead fishing. Um, I'm, I'm not really sure if I would do that or not. I mean, I'm not sure I would use a J-hook for flathead fishing without clickers because the J-hook itself is not going to give you a, a chance. You know, if you've got a rod and a rod holder and you've got a live gill on there with a J-hook, and a flathead comes up and he hits it, uh, he could just pull the, you know, grab the bait, pull it pull it off, you know, or hit it and not hook himself. And when you try to set that hook, all you're going to do is, you know, pull the bait out of his mouth or because he didn't have the whole hook in his mouth. Um, I would, I mean, me personally, I'm not, like I said, I'm not sure. I've not really ever done a lot of flathead fishing with J-hooks. I know, I mean, you know, with clickers or with or not with clickers. I wish I could have Chuck or somebody else on here that could give you a little better of an answer for that. Um, maybe somebody in the in, on the on the pictures or the chat or something would be able to help with that with that question. Uh, Chris Jones was our next question. Uh, he said his the thoughts on the hookup ratio on the bent eye versus the straight eye. I believe the whole bent eye versus straight eye thing was set up for um, the Snell versus tied knots. Um, I'm not positive. I'm not sure if there's another advantage or anything for having a bent eye or a straight eye on a hook. Uh, like I was just saying a little bit ago, a lot of the hooks that I've been using, like Gamagatsu, Octopus, Circles, and stuff, have the bent eye. And when I say bent eye, that's actually... Um, a turned up or a turned down eye is what their technical terms are called. Um, so the bent eyes, again, I, I believe it's just a matter of snelling versus tying the knot onto the hook itself. One does better for for uh, snelling, and I want to say it's the um, the bent eye better for snelling versus tying on a straight hook. And I think the last question I have from Huey Seymour is some folks, some folks don't snell with bent eye. Is this because they don't know how to snell or is there some unadvertised advantage? My opinion on that is that I, I think that a lot of people they, they they may not know 
or they may not have ever tried doing another way. They probably just started doing it one way and never, never decided to see if another way worked better or, you know, really done, you know, looked into researching on whether or not it worked. There are probably a lot of people that don't know how to snail and they've just, like I said, they've just done a tied knot. I've got I've got like three people. I'm I'm really sorry that I just stopped talking and start looking on here, but I've got like three people sending me messages on Facebook. So, um, yeah, as far as I know, you know that I don't think there's an unadvertised advantage for for one or the other. Um, I would just say, like I said, they they they've started, you know, tying the hook one way, never really bothered with another way, and That'd probably be that on that. I'm gonna see if uh, anybody else has any questions in the chat. It is extremely hot back in this room right here today. <laughs> and like I said, I, I know that this isn't a you know, this isn't what this wasn't a brand comparison on hooks. There, there's going to be a ton of different hook brands, and you know, hooks can be quite expensive. Some hooks are, you know, a dollar or two a piece. So, you know, you really got to factor a lot of different things in. There really is a lot of choices, and you got to look at what kind of fish you're fishing for, um, what structure, you know, what kind of bait you're going to use. Um, there really is a lot to consider when you when you're Adam Winder asks about what about hooks with the rings on it? I'm not even sure I know what you're talking about. And D Parsons asks, do you all choose hook size according to bait size or according to in intended size of fish that you are chasing? I think myself it's more towards the size of fish that I'm intending to catch because normally if I'm intending to catch a a bigger fish then also bait size you know is going to be probably a little bit larger um, not always I mean there's going to be times where you you know specific hooks will catch you know I know like an a, an a dot gamagatsu hook will catch a one pound channel cut. It'll also catch a probably a 60 to 70 pound channel cut or not channel cut. That would be a very nice channel cut. <laughs> 60 to 70 pound blue or flathead. Uh, so if you can if you can find hooks that you're comfortable with that are gonna work for a wide variety of sizes of fish then that's probably your best bet. I mean they're you're probably going to get a better hookup ratio when you hook down if you're going for smaller fish and you try to get a smaller hook. Then, like, say I'm using an dot. If I had a partner in the boat that was probably using a 5-aught or a 4-aught and we're fishing a channel cat tournament, he'd probably have a little better of a hookup ratio than me. But, you know, that's if you're if you're tournament fishing, that's one thing. If you're fishing for fun, that's another. 
So if, if you're fishing for fun and you fish a lot of different waters and, and you're going for, um, you know, big fish and small fish, depending on where you're at and whatever, you could probably do like I do sometimes and just use the ADOT Gamagatsu or a hook like a Gamagatsu in that size range that you're comfortable with. It'll catch a small fish and a large fish. Adam said that they're made for sharks and saltwater hooks. So I don't know if he just answered his own question or he was just giving me more information on the circles, the yeah, the rings on a hook. Yeah, I could I couldn't tell you the rings on a hook. I've not seen them used in catfishing. Yep, and Nick G says he stays with a nine ounce circle almost always, can hook a small fish fine and a large large fish as well. Same sort of experience that I've kind of that I've seen. Um, Glenda says she likes the A dot Charlie Brown. I'm gonna while I got everybody here, I'm gonna let you guys know a little bit about um, some of the things that we have going on for Catfish Weekly. Um, some of you know that that Paul has has decided to take a step away from Catfish Weekly and and do other things and and uh, better his health and we wish him all the success and in, in getting better and healthier and uh, you know I've got a, I've got a few things that I'm going to be I've been working on and I've got working on right now like a new header for the site um, if you guys haven't noticed also in the um, top navigation menu there's now a section for a forum we have a brand new forum uh, we welcome everybody to register on the forum. Uh, it's just a, sometimes it's a little easier to find information on a forum than it is for Facebook. Uh, so we we want you guys to register on the forum and post on there. We have lots of different forum sections for tournaments and um, just posting your results. You know, pictures of fish that you caught. Uh, it's you know, there's a really a lot of stuff in there that'll that'll be a uh, um, really nice place for us to to be able to have a lot of information that's easier to find and get to than than Facebook. Um, we're probably we've we've discussed it. We're we're going to offer some sort of um, like a a VIP or fan forum user title. Uh, we believe we're going to charge ten dollars for the super fan or VIP title. What that's going to give you we haven't completely confirmed yet but our thoughts on some of the things we're going to be possible uh, bonus entries for contests um, some different forum features maybe increased uh, space for uh, hosting pictures uh, maybe if we do any sort of uh, advertisements on the site you know being a super fan or VIP member on the forum you will not see any of the advertisements uh, some things like that Okay, not a problem, Chuck. Did you did you unmute yourself? I think he unmuted himself. I unmuted him because he was we heard him earlier, but I don't hear him at all now, so I think he's good. Um, besides the forum and the website, you know, we're, we're uh, there's a brand new magazine. Some of you may have heard of. Uh, 
called Catfish Magazine. Uh, they own over, I believe it's High Velocity Media. They own over 30 magazines. Uh, their first, or I think it was their first episode or second episode, or not episode, first magazine or their second magazine um, edition came out here recently or about a month ago or a month or two ago. Anyway, um, we've been in talks with them. We're going to have a article done on Catfish Weekly inside the Catfish magazine. If I can get that to him um, here soon, it'll be in the next issue. If I don't, if I can't get it to him uh, soon enough, then it'll be in the following issue. Uh, but you're also going to see an advertisement in the banner, uh, in one of those banner spaces for them. So it's a free online magazine. I don't believe it's pu published like uh, in retail shops. I believe it's online only, uh, but it's free. You can go and you can register. Uh, as soon as I get their banner up, you'll be able to click on that, and it'll take you right to it, and you can register and get the the Catfish magazine delivered right to your email box every month or two months, or however long it comes out. Um, it's one of those things where, you know, we're I, there's a lot going on in the catfishing world, and uh, we really want to support the people who are, who are basically putting effort and time and money into the sport of catfishing. So we want to support them, um, get in there and register. I believe, you know, he's got a good subscriber base. I, I, I'm not sure exactly how many, but uh, we want to help them grow, and they're going to help us grow. So if you can, go and register and get signed up for the Catfish Magazine for free, and they'll get delivered to you. And I'm going to check on, I'm gonna check on the forum here again. I don't think we have. I don't think we have any other questions or anything right now. Um, with the uh, with I cannot speak tonight. <laughs> with the technical difficulties that we had, and uh, Lyle not being able to show up, Chuck not being able to hear me. Um, I think I'm gonna go ahead and say goodbye to everybody. And if you guys have any questions or Anything about the hooks that I didn't cover, I would I would welcome you to go on to the the Facebook page and you know just type a question out to us, put it on the, either the Facebook page or the Facebook group, either one. Uh, we'll see them at either place. Uh, or if you want, you can just email me fud at catfishweekly.com. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and tell everybody that you know we do have some. Uh, giveaways planned for next month. Um, I believe it's going to be whisker wear apparel. We're going to have a couple couple items to give away or, or one package. We're not completely sure yet, but uh, be looking for that. Be also going, looking for the uh, um, Catfish Magazine banner to be up and look for that in the episode if or in the in the magazine. Look for our article if it's in there. Um, Again, I'll say that everybody on the show has their own individual sponsors. Uh, the show itself is not sponsored by any person or company or product. Uh, we're just kind of doing this for the sport of catfishing and, and for the, the love of it of, for ourselves. Um, we really just enjoy doing it and, and talking about catfishing. And, you know, we're trying to get a lot of good information out there for people. So uh, I appreciate you guys hanging out with me tonight.
and and Wachuk, even though he's deaf and mute and <laughs> everything else, but he's there. You can see him down in the corner. <laughs> but uh, again, I appreciate I appreciate it, guys, and um, I don't believe I have any. Like the ICA doesn't have any tournaments this weekend or anything, so um, I believe uh, we'll probably put up any tournaments that we have in the forum section. So if you want to see any tournaments coming up, check that forum section out. There, I believe there's a tournament um, forum area for that. So if there's anything that you guys have a post for for, for tournaments or anything like that, feel free to post it up in there. <laughs> But uh, you know, like I tell you guys, Lyle and Paul, puppy pal, said hi. I'll let them know, Glenda. But uh, again, until I see you again, stay out of my spot.